This is episode 466 on the 7th of January 2022 on this beautiful Friday morning. So South Africa goes on to win the second match chasing 240 runs with ease and then what happens? Everything is wrong with the sport. There are problems. These and going into, we will go into details about what the pseudo experts said about the pseudo reasons and why they think there are issues. Of course, when a team loses a match, everything is wrong. There are problems within the team. There are problems between the team management, the coaches, the team selection, the injuries happening and certain as in cricket, why certain players don't perform why certain players perform actions which are detrimental to the team's health and the same players, why are they persisted with if they don't score runs? Individual runs, which in turn will help the team win. So the, so the same discussion. When they were winning, let me give you some example. When they were winning, everything was good. The bowling was great. The greatest bowling attack in the world. Home or away, India's Pace Armory reigns supreme after they won the last match by over 100 runs with Bumrah and Shami and Ishant and Shadul and Siraj and Umesh Yadav and a few more individuals. What a pace attack. It matches the likes of Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Boland, Jair Richardson, even the likes of Rabada and Ngidi and others. And then they lose the match last night and the problems begin. The same bowling lineup which was praised over the past 12 to 14 months or the past 4 years to be precise is now under scrutiny. We'll go into details about that. So what happens with the series 1 all in the India-South Africa Ashes? It opens up the tournament. Well, those who don't remember and the media who is reluctant to open up the archives, the archives at this point don't matter. But because the pseudo media, the print media, the electronic media often goes berserk after the team loses and we know what kind of problems they highlight when the team loses. We can debate this all night long. They have forgotten that in 2006, we won the first match under the legendary Dravid. 
a term which I think is not deserving, but he's got it. So let's go with it. And then they went on to lose the next two matches, a team which had the likes of Tanuka, Dravid, Ganguly and Lakshman. And yet we went on to lose the series 2-1. And no one wants to discuss that. Are you all, is that even happening? That was a worse performance than this one. Yes, middle order muddle has always been with India. Otherwise, why would you have Kapil Dev at 17 for 5 making 175? Why we praise Kapil Dev's 175? We should have discussed why they were 17 for 5 in the first place against a mediocre East African or Zimbabwe team. Whatever it is. So that's just the double standards we have. We are so obsessive about certain players. And that's the nature of sport. A contemporary will always be obsessive about his or her contemporary in sports. So unless one of the current lot retires, of course they will retire. I mean, when they are not playing between the current group who are born between 85 and 90, Unless they retire and they go into the commentary box and they spew praises about the current lot, we will always hear the commentators who are more in contemporary to the flukes of Dravid and Lakshman who will always be in praise of them because they were their contemporaries. They played with them and that's how sport works. That's why the current lot of hockey commentators are still obsessed about Hanaj Pillay and Dilip Turkey and a few ones who played in the 1920s. That's how sport works, believe it or not. So what were the pseudo reasons, the big reasons by the pseudo experts? Of course, poor batting in the first innings. When you make 200, it's not enough though we have won. So many teams have won by only making 200 in their first innings. So this was one of those moments where things didn't go according to plan. 240, not enough. Well, when a team chases 240, of course, it's not enough. And yes, they chase well. They came with a plan. They were counter-tracking and everything. But then it is one of those things which can go either way. And then, of course, once again, the second innings collapsed. From 3 for 155 to 6 for 180 to 10 for 266 and only because Thakur and Vihari added those extra 70 runs. Otherwise, the target of 240 would not even happen. And day 4, the day on which it rained. And of course, rain can present problems for the ballers, wet outfield and the quality of the ground and everything. The ground may be draining well, but they only cover a small portion of the ground, not the entire ground like in countries like Sri Lanka where they cover the entire ground and yet it's not enough. So I think the International Cricket Council needs to have a clause that every sporting stadium, cricket especially, should have a roof, retractable roof. If it's raining, you can close the roof and you can have the match. Yes, roof can have other problems, but at least the match will happen. You won't wait for five hours to make a decision and that's something that we need to work on and of course poor captaincy defensive fields of course when you lose a match the captain has to shoulder all the blames 
and that's the way things work in this sport no other sport the captaincy is such a huge deal but it's a big deal as far as this particular sport is concerned poor captaincy and then of course virat kohli virat kohli's absence his energy and his always aggressive over the top moods wasn't there and then of course shoulder drop they were negative in their field placing and then all that it happens that's the nature of the sport that's the thing that happens and then bumrah's bowling and siraj's injury and ashwin did not contribute anything and that's the way things work bumrah was bowling shorter deliveries which went for five wides and then he went for over four and a half to five runs per over in his bowling whether he was inaccurate injured something else it can happen it has happened to the worst of the bowlers so it can happen to the best of the bowlers and siraj's injury meant that they were reduced literally three bowlers and then ashwin not being in the plan and when he did bowl he didn't take a wicket he took one wicket but it wasn't enough and then he'll be compared to a nathan lyon for the rest of his career and then of course wet ball going into the outfield unable to grip no swing no seam nothing so on a wet day things did not go according to plan and of course this was a ridiculous assessment by one of the sudo experts that the height of the indian bowlers indian bowlers are not 6 8 7 feet the south african bowlers have a 7 feet guy a 20 year old 7 feet they have couple of tall bowlers and they hit the deck and all those a uh, jargon which people really don't care about and of course indians were taken aback by the south african counter attack south africa came they scored at four runs per over and that's how things worked and that's the nature of the sport they came they attacked they took a cue from the way the indian batters attacked in their second innings and they said we'll also do the same and things worked to a t for them sometimes when things work out wow 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 sometimes when things work out you are in praise for the particular team and that's the way things work and of course five batter strategy not working well i have something to say on this i think the five batter strategy is perfect five batters who are the five batters it could be any five batters you could have a uh, musical chair between rahane vihari ayer and pujara at any point in time if we think that kohli is your number 3 or number 4 batter and then keeper i think it's a perfect strategy whether it's ishan kishan rishab pant or even ridiman sa who i think hasn't contributed much he would have been a liability instead of asset so that's one thing because we have so many liabilities who we have so many pseudo experts former so called former players who deserve no credibility they were a liability liability to the team but they're not worth being named because they don't have that pedigree to be named they don't deserve it so that's the way things work so of course so even if we have an extra batter what happens okay we get an extra batter but he or she doesn't bowl because we were lucky to have once upon a time in the medieval era that sevag and tanulkar and ganguly bowled so you could go with an extra batter and four bowlers and if needed they were part timers who st- who 
managed to get a few wickets in their armory and that's the way things work but of course the challenge has been the criticism has been the concern has been that neither of the openers bowl rahul doesn't bowl mayank doesn't bowl rohit doesn't bowl kohli doesn't bowl and so many others don't bowl if they don't bowl from the time they started bowling then they will not bowl now you can't just say okay bowl they may bowl a few bad deliveries so let's not get into that debate i think the five batters strategy every team is doing it look at australia so it's so good for them they used to go with seven batters and then three bowlers and a spinner and all the pressure used to be that kamen stark and his contemporaries had to bowl the extra overs now they have cameron green an emerging all-rounder which means that the three fast bowlers and the spinner can take a rest and cameron green can come and bowl four or five overs he's also a decent bowler i've been seeing him bowl look at england they're going with ben stokes at number five it's fine for other teams to do it not for us we have shadul thakur bhubneshwar kumar and hartek pandey as the all-rounders of course we don't trust bhubneshwar kumar in the test scheme of things which i disagree he should be there he will give that thing and of course then shami and bumrah and Siraj and Umesh Yadav and Ishan Sharma and Ashwin Jadeja, whoever they want to go with. So yes, five bowlers, five batters, perfect. Somebody will always miss out, and that's the way things work. And Dean Elgar just had his day. It's one of those days when things worked for him. He took a lot of body blows. Of course, it was compared to a boxing match. The ball rising, hitting him on the hitting him on the shoulder, hitting him in the shin. hitting him in the certain unmentionable areas which that's the way you are supposed to play this sport whether it was a poor wicket or not can't do anything you have you have to play unplayable wicket or whatever be the reasons why do the groundskeeper create this wicket why it deteriorates why sudden sudden suddenly a ball rises or in the next moment the ball keeps low as if we are playing pin ball or bowling that's on the groundskeeper not on the team and of course things like heavy roller and the height of the indian bowler is ridiculous heavy roller is just an excuse everyone knows every team will use a heavy roller negate the pitch as i've said before the pitch has no role to play the pitch is only a state of mind the pitch is subjective it's the skill of the bowlers which makes the bigger difference the pitch is there you could have a road instead of the pitch it doesn't make a difference so these things pitch and the height of the bowlers you can't have this discussion right now you can't blame indian bowlers for not being tall because that doesn't work that just doesn't work so how do i look at this particular match i would say it was a decent performance of course 200 and then the collapse rishabh pants short selection i don't think it was a poor shot of course the whole sledging and the talk by the fielders and all the controversy surrounding one catch and all the conversation around it of course people weren't happy with that but then if there were crowds you wouldn't listen to all that because that sound would be covered by the crowd but because there were no crowds a poor decision in itself it doesn't matter what the reason was not to have crowds full house at least 25 30000 people should have been there so even if there were some comments which were good or bad or sledging or whatever 
because he made zero and the other guy whom he went after whom he ridiculed made 40 good enough so we can debate on that a 24 year old needs to win himself I don't think that's the thing. If that's the case, and a lot of commentators need to rein themselves because they speak more than they should. So I can say the same for those commentators and the pseudo-media who has no right in saying, of course, the short selection, had he not played, okay, yes, he was disturbed, it can happen. You're supposed to be mentally tough. You're not supposed to be mentally tough. No one is a... This mentally tough thing is ridiculous, subjective, and has no place in real life. It looks good on television, it looks good on fiction, but in real life such things are absolute nonsense. So overall, I would give India 7 out of 10, I would give South Africa 7.5 out of 10, but to say that there's a middle order muddle, there are problems with the bowling and South Africa suddenly has confidence after they have won this match, let me remind you, 2018 India-Australia Ashes, India wins the first match at Adelaide. They lose the second match at Perth. Same discussions happen. Then they win the third match at Melbourne. And then they draw the fourth match. So you never know what's going to happen. It's the same team. And if you're questioning Rahane and Pujara's place, well then I will question that how did people like Lakshman and Rabbit and Nilukar being the greediest of all the batters I've ever seen, he played, everyone plays for themselves. Some managed to play for the team, but Tanukar was the greediest and the most selfish batter ever. He played for 24 years. He bullied the board to let him play his 200 match at his home ground, for which we invited a relatively weaker West Indies team eight years ago. And then he gave an emotional speech for about 20 minutes as if anyone ever cared. So yes, let's not get into that if it's a weak team or a strong team because that's something I will not get into. But overall, I think it was a good performance. Yes, the Africans came with a plan. They chased 240. We can debate over it. We can say that the Indian bowling didn't work. Bumrah's bouncers and then all those extra runs, no balls, bouncers, wides. That happened. That's part and parcel of the game. Bouncers used to be bowled before also. But because the rules are now such that you are given wides and no balls are also monitored by an artificial intelligence, semi-artificial intelligence, so you don't miss no balls. Because 20 years ago you would have missed 20 no balls, so that's the way things work. And, and bowling no balls, we can debate over... Uh, bowlers bowling no balls. It's a small margin. There has to be better rules about no balls. If it's on the line, it should. if it's over the line, then it should be no ball. If it's on the line, it should not be a no ball. The rules have to be... I think the no ball rules are ridiculous and not the bowlers bowling. You can practice as much as you want. It doesn't work. So is it the end? Will South Africa make it 2-1? Well, in 2006, they did. After all the hype of winning the first match and having the likes of Dravid and Tanukar in the team, we still went on to lose, but I don't think it's going to happen. Of course, Kohli comes in. Somebody else has to be dropped because you can only have 11 players at one point in time. But that's how it is. So I'm not really perturbed. As far as the batting collapse is concerned, of course, this time... 
South Africa came with a plan and it worked. It will not work all the time. They can also collapse. It just didn't work. Indian bowlers tried hard. The African bowlers batters came with a plan. Dean Elgar took the body blows like a boxer. And all the bruises, they, they're very happy. They're happy winning matches. You know, sometimes as we say, Bacho ko khush hone do, jeet gaye, bichare hain, team in transition, all those, all that stuff happening. Because once upon a time, when we used to win, we used to say, Bacho ko jeetne do, team in transition. So this time I'll say to South Africa, Bacche hain, jeet gaye, it doesn't change much. It's a one-all thing. Both teams can win. Of course, if India loses, that final frontier conversation that's only happening in a in a small this thing. Because tours will happen. Every three to four years, we will go over there and some things will happen. It could one all, even if it's a draw, I think one all is still not a bad result. Looking at as to how things have been. Collapse can happen. Anything is possible. Let's see what happens. As we end this morning's episode, I just want to say the world is enough and it's time to grow a pair because the lame and banal conversations around the virus, hybrid work in school is old and obsolete and the print, electronic and pseudo-media needs to grow a pair. And let me tell you, no one cares about the virus, no one cares about the rules. The rules are ridiculous. Envisaged by a bunch of ridiculous individuals who are jealous, who can't see others enjoy themselves. They want to have those stupid virus rules and restrictions. People just want to enjoy themselves and they should be allowed to enjoy. Full house schools and other gatherings should be full house. Just go and enjoy yourselves. Of course, 
observe some of the ridiculous rules so that people are happy though their happiness is also not real but it's pseudo happiness but yes it's time to grow a pair it's time to move away from this conversation because frankly no one cares no one is impressed anymore about such conversations because the pseudo scientists have nothing to contribute organizations like who have nothing to contribute they haven't contributed so unless they don't talk about this ridiculous imaginary and fictional virus and everything around it they they will feel that they haven't done much so of course it's time to grow a pair move on and the curbs and restrictions well it's poor leadership and it's all about jealousy and frankly i don't even care maybe i will observe them not out of respect but because maybe that's the way it is we are forced to because that's the way dictatorship and autocracy works you have to because the result is negative but overall i don't even care about this i don't even care if it's spreading because we all know it's the biggest con of the 21st century 22nd century and the biggest fake news that ever comes and it's so easy to scare people people are still scared and they will be scared those who are not will be called outliers so let there be outliers but overall the world is enough and it's time to grow a pair So this ends episode number 466 on the 7th of January 2021 and stay tuned for the next episode. And I will be back with episode number four sixty seven on the tenth of January, twenty twenty two. But there's something special to follow tonight at eight pm. I will be anchoring a session on the theme "If I Was a Child Growing Up in the Twenty First Century." Live at eight pm tonight, so you can watch the program on the YouTube channel of the Phoenix Literature. festival don't forget to tune in as the greatest host of all time will be anchoring this session and while you wait for the next episode let's take a short break
and value weight for tonight's program the special panel discussion and the next episode do not forget to add these legendary books to your must read books column i repeat once again do not forget to add these legendary books to your must read books column